Hi, my name is Sydney, and contrary to my branding, I love horror. Hi, my name's Maya. I mean, it's pretty on brand for me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome to Canonically Incorrect, our fanfiction and fandom podcast. Where we talk about anything and everything fanfiction fandom related. And it's October, baby. It's October. It's October! I'm so excited. This is, we've gotten into holiday season. Mm-hmm. My favorite. We're wrapping up the year, and I'm doing it the best, the best way possible that I can. We're starting with Halloween, and I'm so, I'm so happy, and I'm so excited. Mostly because I love, I love horror. I know mm. that's, like, very odd, because, like, I was thinking about it, and I was just like, hmm. I've gone this entire year being like, mm, I don't like, <laughs> like, dark endings, and I love yeah. Happily Ever Afters. And then, like, th- th- this time it comes out, and I'm like, what horror movie can I watch? Yeah, but here's the thing, like, someone always ends up like living in the end so it's not like that's not true my favorites are like the my favorite movie that i've ever i showed you yeah everyone dead at that movie true everyone's dead at the end of that just because like that's what i go in for i think it's mm. like a good old horror i don't want a happy fucking ending yeah i don't know like this is so i don't know i think of cabin in the woods oh that's a good one just because it's like it's a cult classic it is everyone a cult classic but then at the end the whole world dies because they didn't complete the ritual sacrifice True. So the entire world goes up in flames. It's funny. It, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's a good movie. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to start Halloween, especially since episode 69 is it's, literally it's, right after this I know. One. It's next week. I know. It's your time to shine. I know. In every every aspect possible. I'm, I'm very <laughs> nervous about it. Like, I posted my Patreon episode today. Right. Which, the day that we're recording and the day that it was posted is... Full Metal Alchemist Day. Fuck. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget. 3 October. It's also Mean Girls Day. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Mean Girls. Listen. (laughs) Full Metal Alchemist is, like, a big part of my personality. Oh, yeah. It for sure is. So, like, I talked about it a little bit. But still. I was just like, whoa. I have to switch gears from, like, wow, I love Ed and Al and Winry. And Roy Mustang and Major Armstrong. Uh Wow, they're such great characters to be like, yeah, I want to get railed by a werewolf you know <laughs> yeah i do mm-hmm. listen i'm i told you this a couple <laughs> weeks ago i'm just gonna say it. i'm back on birth control yeah and like all of a sudden it's like oh my god like niagara falls it's, it's time mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you've literally all like the moons are aligning right yeah, now for like the past year and a half i haven't been on birth control mm-hmm. just because like stuff happened i, I right. got busy i couldn't afford right. it like that and it's just been like it was pretty middle of the road mm-hmm. like nothing happened and i was fine with it i pretty much stopped taking it after i hooked up with that one guy yeah because i was like you know what i don't need to give myself a reason to do this again <laughs> so i don't need an excuse to be like well i guess i am on birth control yeah no so but now th- that's the thing is like now yeah. that i'm now back on birth control i'm finally on dating apps again where i'm yeah. like wow well since i'm on birth control so i, I guess it won't hurt i guess you know? it won't hurt who's it gonna anyways <laughs> You gotta make that like strong gear, but I do think everything is coming into alignment. You wanna know especially why now? Right. Tumblr's loosening its hold on porn. Yeah, I did hear about that, which is like crazy. Mm-hmm. Because trust me, that's where 14 and 15 yep. year old <laughs> yep. watched the most porn. That was truly like the destruction of Tumblr. Oh, absolutely. The end of Tumblr. Because then after that, I had to go to Pornhub. <sighs> Nothing. Dark. Listen, if you are a young, a young and listen to this, Don't. nothing hit like tumblr porn literally nothing I, not even like like twitter porn is like okay but nothing 
Tumblr porn Nothing was like different. Tumblr porn. Like, it was... Listen, Twitter porn's the best that we got right yeah, now. Yeah, it really is. But nothing can compare. No. It was, like, it was the perfect, you know, shortness of Tumblr, because that was, like, the first one I was, like, 12-minute long video. But also, it had that, like, artistry of Tumblr. You know what yeah. I mean? It had that, like, je ne sais quoi of, like, Tumblr. And it was I mean, so we'll good. see if it goes back to I know. that. I, I don't know. Like, Twitter Twitter's great. Yeah. I definitely, like, don't look <laughs> at my bookmarks, but... Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. I try and bookmark, like written out tweets <laughs> from those accounts so then i can just hit their profile right <laughs> but you know sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't yeah but um yeah i thought it was like literally like mercury is coming out of retrograde and the plants are aligning again they're like tumblr do you want porn back have it you can't say no you can't say no yeah they added something called community labels so contrary to the speculation from some users tumblr's parent company automatic says its broader rules haven't changed so far, but the feature might lay the groundwork for more liberal moderation policy. So communication, community, sorry, community labels make the site's moderation tools more granular. Tumblr is asking users to, users to tag posts that depict the reference of three categories of content, drug and alcohol addiction, violence, and sexual themes, including erotic writing or imagery. Hmm. Adding any of them will add a mature label to the post. You can also add a mature label for anything you think is sensitive but doesn't fit these categories. Nice. So once tagged, mature posts will either be blurred or hidden altogether on a viewer's dashboard depending on their own content settings. Those settings also let you turn off both options and see the posts normally unless your birthday indicates that you're under 18 in which all mature posts will be hidden and the settings locked. Yeah, so it sounds like they're just turning it into Twitter. Yeah, a little bit. Like, and trust me, I love that future on Twitter. Yeah. That's it. That saves my feed. Yeah. Because I definitely follow NSFW uh-huh. artists. And sometimes I'm in public and I'm like, you know what, girl? You really should have put the filter over uh-huh. that because I can't, I can't be looking at this right now. You like quick scroll, I, quick I'm scroll. On a, I'm on a walk to school. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be doing this. Someone behind me passing through yeah. anime dick. But <laughs> like. Girly, they just released an Anami <gasps> statue. Yes, I saw that. Really? <laughs> so um yeah it's like really exciting and so basically if you don't know how to get into that just like click on your settings scroll down it's there under the community tabs and then you can click show me that erotic show me that mature content yeah. and then i think you just kind of have to find it like you kind of it's not going to pop up on like your feed right away no so that's the thing with it. any sort of porn is I it's know. like you have to curate you that do over time you can't just all at once no you're not gonna find anything good no. or worth your time because you still can't look up like nsfw yeah. like you still you can't look up those tags you gotta like just you gotta go searching you gotta put some work in it, it'll take time it will but and it, i know some of y'all it, have that time because some of y'all be going in the end it will be it, it will be, be. <laughs> i promise you it will be mm-hmm. um do you have more on tumblr Oh, I was just going to say, in the update, Automatic CEO Matt Mullenwag said community labels were a first step in a larger Tumblr project. I'm very excited that a fuller range of artists will be able to appropriately tag and protect their art and work. We haven't updated the official content policies yet, but hope to bring them more in line with our policies on WordPress.com soon. The real implications are still muddy. Mullenwag didn't specify exactly how Tumblr could mirror WordPress.com, which allows mature content, while still banning visual depictions of sexually explicit acts. For now, the announcement post says Tumblr's new feature does change our content policies, indicating that things like spam, hate content, and porn porn bots are still banned. Hmm. So, Hmm. opening it up, but I think something like real Tumblr porn... It'll take time. It'll take time. 
That's okay. So, today, yeah, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite horror video games. Okay. You and t- one you of my t- favorite shows. You were telling me that you had watched Markiplier videos for this episode Old earlier. Markiplier videos. Like and you were showing, yeah, you were showing me a welcome to the game mm-hmm. thing. So I don't know if that's where it was not. Is. I'm okay, sorry. Okay. I wish it was. Damn. Do you think there's welcome to the game fan fiction? Probably. I'll go looking Probably. for that later. <laughs> I'll go looking for that later. Don't Probably. worry. Probably. <laughs> no, I've had this idea for at least a year. Okay. And I've specifically been holding out on touching this fandom in any way to be prepared for this episode it's a game and a tv series it's a it's a crossover oh okay yeah so they're two separate things two separate things you found a fic that combines both okay yeah and i have not touched this like very popular with us and with other people specifically to to make sure that like i wasn't gonna be like oh they're too close together or something Mm. i didn't want that to happen in the slightest so i've been putting off on covering this fandom because I was like, I need, I need to read this fan fiction, and um, I found the fan fiction because I was looking for like Halloween stuff. I wanted, I just like did a a good old search for like horror movie AU where it's like you know Jason Voorhees or something where it's like a crossover. It's like a Friday the Thirteenth AU or something. Fortunately, couldn't find any. Um, if you have any recommendations, please send them my way because I wasn't able to find. I don't know if I was just looking up the wrong tag mm. or they're just better hidden but i was just like please (laughs) i want to find them and i couldn't so then i started thinking about all my favorite like horror games um especially ones that like we had had a conversation a while ago that like you never really got into like maker studios two-bit like horror games like in the past when they were really big like masao mad father ib yeah well you also have to understand Mm -hmm. and this is something that you know that the the listeners probably don't know or i'm not sure if i've talked about it i grew up mormon yeah i grew up in the in the latter-day saints church so my introduction into like other forms of media Mm -hmm. that were not godlike right Listen, my parents weren't like Bible study every Sunday, right. Monday and Wednesday night. Like my parents weren't like that. I watched Pokemon in the mornings. Right. Like I watched SpongeBob, which is like anytime you ask Mormon people if they watch SpongeBob, they're if like, they say yes, they're okay Mormons. If right. they said nope, they're the whack ones. <laughs> so my parents were like the chill ones and that kind of stuff. So growing up, I had free internet access, which is why I am <laughs> the way that I am. And when I started watching people like PewDiePie, like Markiplier, mm-hmm. like Jacksepticeye, I did not lean... I did not start watching them because of horror games. Okay. FNAF is the exception. Okay. When I was watching PewDiePie, it was not for the horror games. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people, especially like millennials and people yeah. that are older than me, that was the thing that caught their attention. Right. Mind you, I was 12 at the time. Right. Still Mormon. Yeah. The most intense piece of media that I had seen at uh-huh. that point in my life was the first episode of Attack on Titan, which oh, scarred sick, me. Dude. <laughs> Oh my god and then watching it now it's like oh yeah that's like not bad at all right 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 but for 12 year old me having not seen anything like that my entire mm-hmm. life jarring jarring yeah so i was not partial to horror yeah. growing up i definitely had like the darker aesthetic mm-hmm. quote unquote or like the punk aesthetic right. growing up but i was actually like never like okay in it yeah you could say see like for me my mom really dislikes horror movies horror in general she's very much like i've gotten her to watch them now that i'm older and she'll do the thing where she hides behind her hands she very much dislikes them she doesn't like being scared and so of course when i was younger preteen, younger teen 
it was very much like a you're also not going to be watching horror which like for some of the ones that i did watch without her knowing probably shouldn't have watched them yeah. um so like when i was that young anything my parents said no was a yes to me so one of them yeah. was horror so i got into horror like very young creepy pastas were all the shit to me my first horror movie that i ever watched was the ring or the grudge uh. on youtube as like a yeah yeah (laughs) it was like very pirated and then i found a different pirating website when i was like 13 that i watched like all the paranormal activity movies Mm -hmm. like cabin in the woods like all of those kind of like big you know blair witch project like classic horror movies that i just got like myself into um and so then i started watching pewdiepie and all that stuff yeah so the horror was the, the the pull for me when I was, like, that age. Once once I got, like, 15, 16 mm-hmm. years old, I I understood it more. Right. And I, like, enjoyed watching uh-huh. it more. And then that, at that point, like, the rest of my household was not in the Mormon church anymore. Right. And my mom really likes horror movies, so we started watching them. And I, listen, I don't dislike them. Mm-hmm. I But I'm not like, oh, my God, horror yeah. movies. Like, I will watch them. I will try to enjoy them. See, I love them. Like, like to I, me, I'm probably gonna go see Pearl <laughs> and X, right? Or try to go see them in theaters, mm-hmm. but like to me, even like a bad horror movie is like good. Mm. Like I don't know, I just I enjoy the genre as a whole, um, and I want to say like like low ball horror movies. Like I'm not gonna be out there looking for a snuff film. Yeah. I'm not that kind of horror. Like I'm very much like uh, any Bloomhouse movie. I'm probably gonna go see. Mm. Like I'm I'm just like a any shitty Netflix whatever i'm probably gonna go watch it yeah like, like a, those fear street movies that yeah. came out last year yeah yeah i just love them i love the campiness of them i mm. love they fo- horror movies follow tropes like you yeah. wouldn't believe like i love them i love them and um i love horror games even more i am i do get more afraid when i actually play them yeah I was, so i prefer I was, watching i was gonna say that <laughs> yeah. i was like when i watch them <laughs> i'm so not like no i'm not playing them i know but that's that's the thing is like like we were talking about earlier, FNAF was the exception, mm-hmm. and I watched all of FNAF, mm-hmm. and it was great in this, and then I remember a friend had FNAF, right. and we were like, let's play it, right. it'd be really funny. I, I literally, like, I was, like, Shit immobilized. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck, I'm so stressed out. See, I don't understand it, because I love, I love a good horror movie, I love a haunted house. You can't scare me at a haunted house, unless you pull out those fake chainsaws, because my brain will go, they didn't take those blades out. So you can't do that to me. But every other horror, like horror haunted house. See, I haven't been to a haunted house. In years. <coughs> I go talk- to one every year. I know we talk about this every year. Yeah, every year the two years we've done this. <laughs> yeah, I love them, but like horror video games, I don't know why it scares the piss out of me. Can't do it. But I'll watch the hell out of them. So I started watching an old Markiplier series of an old game that I thought of like a year ago that mm. I was like, holy shit, it's Corpse Party. Yeah, I kind of figured. <sighs> Based on where the conversation is I love Corpse Party. I know, and I keep telling you that I'm going to watch a playthrough of it, and I keep not. It's so fucked up. I shouldn't have watched it when I did. <laughs> like, straight up. I think I just need to play it at this <laughs> point. I don't think I can it's stand on, okay. watching old playthroughs. So, I watched, like... Oh, I should look up his video. I watched someone's video, like, talk about the history of Corpse Party. Mm. Um, and there's so many remakes. There's so many old ones. They've made it into like several, I think an anime, like an OVA. They've remade it Fuck into yeah. several manga. Um, they may- made several games, several remakes. The only thing that you should know if you want to play it 
is that you should play the one on Switch. Okay. That's the one with the most amount of voice acting, the best graphics, the best gameplay. The one on Switch currently is the one that you should play. If you don't have Switch, get the one on Steam. That sounds doable. Because I remember when Pewds played it. Um, the video is called The Rise and Fall of Corpse Party by FNAF9. T-H-A-F-N-I-N-E. I watched that. So good. Great. It gives you, like, the entire... All the all they made like a movie, an anime, several manga, several remakes. Yeah, they have a movie. They have a movie, like a f- live action movie. It's oh, not live good. Action. Okay, I thought but you they like have animated. no no no. Um, so they have like a live action movie, and then they have an anime. The anime is only two episodes long. It's an OVA. Mm. Um, and it's like okay, like if you want to ju- digest the most amount Listen, of corpse girly. party, I can see how excited you are about this. <laughs> this is the kind of excitement that I get when I talk about like Dang and Rob yeah. or something. <laughs> like. Like, if you want to digest the most amount of course party and get, like, the basic knowledge, watch the OVA episodes. Again, they're so fucked up. <laughs> like, they're incredibly graphic. Um, oh, the fan shit. fiction I'm okay. reading today is going to be incredibly graphic. I just okay. want to put it down. It's okay. going to be very gory. I'll give you all the trigger warnings. It is incredibly gory. But those aren't the game. Like, even, like, no matter the manga, the anime, the movie, yeah. it's not the game. The game was the original content, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that's what yes. came first. It wasn't so based the, off of So the original manga. game was actually made in 1989, 1998, and okay. it was a game that was, like, extremely two-bit. It was bare bones, and it was, like, entered into a contest on this magazine, didn't win. Mm. And now it's, like, its own fucking franchise. Awesome. It's, like, blossomed and, and grown, and they remade it in, like, 20... 20- I want to say like around Mm. that time and that like that's it like they have built on to that game and they came out with so many updates and re-releases and all that stuff and like that's the game you should be playing not like Blood Party or Book of Shadows or whatever those aren't good (laughs) like don't don't waste your time just play the original game that's like on the Switch right now or on Steam like those that that game is the game and it's like an encapsulated game where like it has a beginning middle and end you don't have to fucking play anything else which is to me why confusing why they kept making games where it's like this has an ending (laughs) that I mean that could be said about literally I know any game I know um so I wanted to like find fan fiction about it because I was like this is kind of like a more obscure thing now Mm -hmm. like it's not as popular as it once was the remakes were never as popular as the original um and then again you can find markiplier's played it pewdiepie's played it like any anyone's played it you can watch it they're super old videos but like you can watch it also the girl who plays the main ghost like the evil like evil evil one um voiced by the same woman who voices pikachu fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was ja- like in japanese, in japanese. Oh, fuck yeah. like when they started making like shmoney shmoney and they could hire like good really like famous voice actors the girl who plays like the well, deadliest oh oral, horrible g- little ghost girl is pikachu not not to bring up danganronpa <laughs> again but the little bear that's in danganronpa mm-hmm. monokuma is voiced by an act voice actress who voices like one of the most like iconic cutesy characters uh-huh. in J- japanese yeah. media and so it was like a whole thing to be yep. like what the yep. f- she plays this fucked up bear yep. now yep. like what is going on um you just got the reverse of that she played a cute rat and now she's this fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah basically nice. yeah I, I i don't know why i think of corpse party ever so often i don't think that there has been a horror game that's like truly encapsulated like the gory awful horror as well as that did mm. because it's basically just like if you just it's like you don't you can't fight back you're incredibly helpless you're just a bunch of high school students and i'll kind of explain see i know the very i right. know literally right. next i know the amount of information that i hope 
know about it right. is like so practically <laughs> nothing. The last couple episodes that you had, I was the little like, yeah. it's my turn okay. to be the expert. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. I even talked about that in my Patreon episode. I was like, I'm tired of explaining shit to people. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about Full Metal Alchemist today. And if you know what it is, great. If you don't leave, because I'm not going to explain <laughs> it. <not> leave. <laughs> Get the fuck out. You had asked before if I'm going to spoil Corpse Party for you. I am going to... Well, also for the listeners. For the listener, too. I will be spoiling, like, the background of the story like not the actual game so like i nothing about like the actual characters of the game except for the ghost and their story who dies in that game not gonna be spoiling that at all okay so this fic is a course party x haiku fic whoa (laughs) so is it the characters it is the characters of haiku haiku going through the process of corpse party okay wild i wild pairing screamed when i saw this for the first time i was like i found that's it my muse i found everything i've ever been looking for and i've purposely been putting on not talking about haiku specifically for this. that's really weird of you yeah. i mean not that we talk about haiku all that much no. anymore yeah the most i think we've talked about it recently was just like me upon returning from japan right being like did maya even see the <laughs> yeah. news it was like oh, i was in japan we'll probably, i was the we'll first probably, one to get the news we'll probably talk about it more like when those movies come oh, out absolutely just for right now we've kind of like weaned off right. a little but bit. even then i still just because i have people have recommended haiku fix i've definitely read like other haiku fix and i was just like you're both writing haiku technically we're both writing haiku fix i just didn't want to like be like oh fuck i've talked about haiku at the beginning of this year and i don't want to do it again so like i've just been like staying far the fuck away to make sure that i had room for this fic because i was like nothing i love everything about this (laughs) so yeah i'm gonna be talking about the game haiku not the game haiku the game corpse party and the characters of Haikyuu. So I guess you don't need to know anything about Haikyuu except for the characters who I will just be going through. And even then, like, this is called Corpse Party. Someone's a lot die. of them are going to fucking yeah. die. <laughs> like, so the characters that are basically in this are all of the main Karasuno kids. Um, none of the coaches. It's just going to be really the kids. The fic that I'm going to be talking about today is called Teammates for Life mm-hmm. by Homeo Wherefore Art Thou Homeo. Um, that's a good fucking yeah. name. I like that a lot. <laughs> and it's the parentheses, so it's like the the pseudonym. Uh, so it's like yeah. homeo in parentheses. Wherefore art thou homeo? That's awesome. <laughs> it's a really good name. <laughs> it is fourteen chapters long, forty five thousand words. It started October twenty third of twenty fourteen, and it was finished April twentieth of twenty fifteen. Dang. Um, it is a mature rating. Um, the fandoms are obviously Haikyuu and Corpse Party, um, and the characters in the fic are in like relationships so it's kind of gay i just skipped kind of past them because they're not the most important part to me at least i tried to get to the horror so there are 6391 hits 389 kudos 153 comments and 69 bookmarks whoop, whoop. <laughs> and uh so some of the tags are in which i kill everything attempted suicide psychological trauma language implied slash reference suicide implied slash reference character death like no this is not a joke there is death of haiku boys in this sorry yeah this is a haiku fic from 2014 yes oh my god (laughs) you just had that click i know finally it was like 
wait a minute. Wait a fucking minute. That year is uh you had, that, that was like maybe around season <laughs> mm-hmm. one, but like you had not even the barbecue right. hadn't even happened right. yet. Bessie, mm-hmm. did you even meet Curl? And we're killing them. Oh my god. So, um, yeah, so those are all the tags on the actual fic. I will say it's incredibly I'm, gory. I'm, I'm sure there's more. There's <laughs> so much more. So I don't like the tags are like there is reference suicide. I there are some that I go into and then some that I just pass right by just because there's a lot that happens in this fic. And I wanted to make sure that like we got it all in like a timely manner, which is, again, like why I skipped a lot of the relationship stuff, because I just wanted to get to the horror aspect of it. Mm-hmm and um it is october so like i just want to say like graphic fucking violence like horrible graphic gore horrible graphic violence if that turns your stomach if you don't want to see your favorite haikyuu characters the in the karasuna boys be horribly murdered and or disfigured or in psychological terror don't listen to this and that's okay so (laughs) get that out of the way get it out of the way i'm gonna have a completely (laughs) different set of tags to talk to y'all about next week (laughs) (laughs) okay so and then a psa from the author themselves you don't really need to know anything about corpse party for this fic so you can go into the fic not know much she they do a very good job explaining like the most important parts of corpse party that like you need to know but like you don't need to have played the game to read it um and then for those listening who don't know the story of corpse party repeated fear slash blood covered the author skipped most of the plot driven aspects all that remains is sadness and death (laughs) okay So it was Hinata's idea. He brought it up after practice one day while they were all cleaning up. Yukai and Takata had already left for the night and the team had volunteered to stay up and clean after. As soon as they were done, Hinata stepped out onto the court holding a paper doll. This is a charm. It's like kind of a promise. I found it in a book I was reading. You do the charm with people you want to be friends with forever and... Uh, I, I thought with all the third years leaving soon and all the playing that we're going to be doing, we won't have time for it. So he's a little embarrassed to be bringing this little trinket and myth to the team. But Sugawara comforts Hinata and tells him it's a very sweet idea. And he ends up getting the team to agree to this small ritual. Hinata leads them through it, telling his teammates to rip off small pieces of the doll. So there will be 12 pieces each while saying, Sachiko, we beg of you. What happens if we screw up? Narita asks. Hinata shrugs. Nothing. I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Hinata can't help but grinning as he listens. It feels childish to think about it this way, but they're going to be his teammates forever, no matter what. They're going to be friends for the rest of their lives. Soon the ritual is done, and the team stands there in silence. Can I leave now? Tsukushima mutters. Daichi excuses the group, and they break apart to go home, when suddenly an earthquake hits the gym. The ground begins to shake, rattling the fluorescent lights up on the ceiling. Hinata crashes down to the floor. Then, somehow, very slowly, there comes a jarring, earth-splitting crack. A hole, so deep that Hinata can't see the bottom, opens up on the gym floor. The Karasuno team begins to slide into it. Paralyzed, Hinata can only watch. Kageyama yells to Hinata, but it's too late as the entire floor crumbles away and they all fall. Mm Mm-hmm. When Hinata finally opens his eyes, he has no idea where he is. It's so dark here. It smells like dust, dirt, and something else, something that made his stomach turn. He'd fallen through the floor, and wherever he is, it isn't Karasuno anymore. As his eyes adjust, he sees that he's surrounded by desks and chairs. They're piled up on top of each other in the middle of the room. They seem too small for high schoolers. 
like they were supposed to be used for smaller children instead. Then he realizes that he's totally and completely alone. Kageyama had been yelling in his ear, Nishinoya had been right next to him, how is he totally alone? He calls out for Sugawara and Daichi but gets no response. Soon after though he hears a shuffling noise. He calls out but only hears a cough. Hinata knows that cough. Hinata almost cries from relief when he sees Kageyama. He makes it over to his teammate only to see that he has a truly awful gash on his forearm. A long cut on the top that's all sticky and dark with blood. Kageyama tries to brush off Hinata's concern as just a cut and it has already stopped bleeding. But seeing someone hurt, Hinata starts to feel awful like this whole thing was his fault. Hmm. We did the charm. We did the charm. And then did this? Did I? That's stupid. It's not your fault this happened. There's no way that you could have seen this coming. So kind of at this point, they just think that this weird elementary school is like under Karasuno for some reason. Mm -hmm. They're like not thinking it's anything more they're like how could you have predicted an earthquake was going to happen like after this thing and it's very different than the actual game because in the actual game one of the characters ayumi is like an occultist and she basically finds this sachiko forever doll which is the ritual that they do on like reddit fuck yeah (laughs) she bought it off of ebay she literally like found it just on like 4chan and so like that with like like Hinata being like I found this in the book you're like "Mm, okay but if someone came to me and be like do you want to do this ritual that I found on 4chan fuck yeah (laughs) so that's how they kind of find themselves dude high school me would be all over that yeah high school me used to go do Ouija boards in a graveyard Mm -hmm. so yeah there's very there's a lot of parallels between the characters in them and Mm. so like with Hinata Hinata kind of goes back and forth between like the main boy character whose name is Satori or something like that Satoshi and then Ayumi who's like the one who brings them the doll because like their friend Mayu is leaving the school and they want to be friends forever and she's like here's my 4chan doll <laughs> let's all do this weird ritual hey, that man, I found online <laughs> because then you get sucked inside a haunted elementary Listen, school you don't think of that when you're like I yes. guess not you don't really think about the consequences of your actions, nor that this would Not be a consequence of your actions. Yeah, exactly. When <laughs> yeah. this wasn't even on your radar, <laughs> right. of course you're right. not going to think about it. Okay, so they know they need to get out and to go find the rest of their friends, but Hinata's fear gets the better of him, making walking a much more difficult task than normal. He leans against Kageyama and the boy just lets him, and he feels safe hanging on his arm. He feels like with Kageyama there, he's going to be okay, that they would both be okay. Invincible, he thinks to himself will be invincible i love the parallel there with like the actual haikyuu manga Mm -hmm. in another part of the school sugawara is waking daichi up they go through the same emotions we're not in kansas anymore toto that whole thing but they don't get as scared as hinata daichi immediately sets out to find the rest of the team it doesn't take them long before tanaka runs into them the man is sprinting through the halls pale wide-eyed afraid daichi never thought he'd see him like that what did you see I, I had to be imagining things. The guy, he was just sleeping, right? I, he must have just been sleeping. Oh, God, I'm going to throw up. Tanaka, you got to calm down. What did you see? I think I think I just saw a dead guy. Chills. Okay. Falls over the whole room. Before now, they had just landed in some strange school underneath Karasuno, but now they have to deal with the fact that one of their teammates might be dead. Weird question for yeah. you. Have you ever been to an open casket or no. have you ever seen a dead body i've never seen a dead body okay. 
Yeah, because the only person who has passed in my family is my grandmother, and she was cremated. See, all all members of my family that have died have been cremated, okay. but for some reason I did go to an open casket oh, okay. thing for some guy that I didn't know that I think mm-hmm. was really good friends with my grandparents, right. so I have seen dead right. bodies, but also like... But not in the way you would see these dead bodies. Yeah, no. Like yeah. I, but I also live relatively close to a bunch of crime scenes, right, right. so I've seen them like from a distance so, you yeah. see like the crime tape from like a distance like that yellow tape yeah, I've, yeah. I've definitely seen like body shaped objects <laughs> being rolled out of homes like, yeah. yeah so it's like throughout i will say throughout most of the fic i was going back and forth and being like oh i would be like yamaguchi i would be like hinata and then i'd be like actually i don't i i don't know how i would like react being in this like situation i think i know myself well enough to know that i shut down okay that's just who I am. But, like, do That's you shut like down do. to continue survival, or you do, do you shut down and accept death? That's the thing. It is, I've never actually really been in a life or death Th- yeah, situation. Yeah, that's the thing. So, I mean, but even in, like, my day-to-day life, when I have, like, severe mental issues, right. it's just, like, straight up, like, I shut down, but I also still need to do the mm-hmm. bare minimum of what needs right. to be done. Right. So, like, if there was someone else that, like, told me what to mm-hmm. do, I'd... I'd be able to, like... But you're not leading in any way, shape, no. or form. No. Like, I'm gonna go sit in the corner, <laughs> and if you need me to <laughs> right. go run an errand, right. like, right. I will try. Right. Yeah, I... I can't promise I'll be successful. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Like, that was... I was going back and forth in this fic being like, would I be like... I don't... Like, I don't know. Like, I've never been in, like, life or death situations. I've been in car accidents, but, like, nothing... Are you fight, flight, or freeze? You know what? I think I'm just gonna go with flight. I think... I think flight. Okay. I'm freeze. Yeah. Anytime anything bad ever happens mm-hmm. to me, my immediate reaction is to tense up my whole body right. and just, like, stay. No, Like, yeah. even as a kid, like, you know how you, like, tip over a cup? Right. And, like, some people's immediate reaction is right. to grab it and, like, try to salvage whatever right. drink is left. Mine is just to sit and watch it and be like... <laughs> there like, it goes. Like, my parents would yell at me all the time and I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, what's done is done. Right, what right. is me doing that going to help? Yeah, I will but. say, of all the situations that I've been in, I've always just been like, I want to get the fuck away from this place as far as possible. Mm. So I think I'm a flight. Like, okay. I think I would have been a flight. But, like, that, like, even just, like, mentally, I was like, would I... See, even at haunted houses, yeah. when people come right up into my face, right. I literally just freeze, and I'm like, I, what are you going right. to do? Touch what me? What are you going to do? <laughs> like, that's the thing, is I know I'm in a situation where I know they can't, but they catch me off guard in a way that I'm right. just like, okay, time to, like, right. lock down yeah so okay so daichi is still going on he's he's just he's laying back there a ways he's just a little guy with dark hair i thought it was nishinoya there's blood everywhere then the dynamic shifts drastically suga is calming tanaka down as much as he can but daichi feels like he has to be the strong one he's their captain after all even if everyone was scared out of their minds someone has to stay steady Tsukushima wakes up to the quiet sound of sobbing nearby his head hurts, and when he opens his eyes, Yamaguchi is crying over him after thinking he was dead. He seems to be uninjured, but the back of his head is bleeding when he checks. Even with the injury, he's way more composed than Yamaguchi, and it's exactly what he needs, because even with Tsukushima, he's hysterical. Like, he's not just scared, but Yamaguchi is losing it. Yeah. Tsukushima has to do everything in his power to keep Yamaguchi on Earth. And then our last two, Nishinoya and Asahi. Nishinoya is all alone currently, wandering through the halls looking for truly anyone. He turns, their cor- he turns the corner and he spots a pale blue light at the end of the hall. And as he blinks, it disappears. Terror 
settles over Nishinoya and he takes off sprinting and runs and runs and runs and runs until he comes to a screeching halt. There's a giant gap in the floor just in front of him. Two hallways intersect here and the entirety of the actual intersection has collapsed and he can't see the bottom. But across that hole, Noya sees Asahi. He looks pale and he seems to be favoring his left leg. Nishinoya tells him to sit there and wait for him to find a way over. It takes longer than he actually wants to find a way around, but he eventually meets Asahi at the other end of the crater. His leg is hurt bad. Noya thinks that he's gotta, there's got to be some nurse's office around here with some sort of medical supplies. So right now, everyone's alive. Some are hurt worse than others, but the main cast of characters all alive. Start time to place your bets on who's living and who's dying. Sounds like Asahi is going to die. Okay. I don't think Nishinoya is going to make it. I really don't. <laughs> I really d- Okay. Yeah, just... How many... Okay. Give me the number of how many people make it out in the end. Six. Half. Oh, okay. Half. So, right now, it's Hinata. All of them. All of them Kageyama. are still alive. Okay. I'm just listing them off. So Sorry. I, no, you're good. Hinata. Kageyama. Mm-hmm. Tsukushima. Yamaguchi. Yeah. Who are the fucking second ears? Um, Tanaka. Tanaka. Nishinoya. Asahi, Daichi, Sugawara, Narita, Inoshida, who? And Narita, Narita, and Kino, 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 Kino Fuck, yeah, those, I have the name are, down there. Those are the three other secondary. <laughs> yeah. Fucking no. Um. So I'm assuming those three are gone. Okay. Because <laughs> I can't fucking remember right. their names. Right. So they're they're dead. Yeah. Um. That's three. I think Asahi's gonna go. You think Asahi's gonna go? Yeah. Well, if he's wounded. Right. Ain't no way. Right. Ain't <laughs> he no got a, way. He's got like a sprain. He's got like a bum yeah. bum leg. I think Tsukushima's gonna go because Ooh. of something. Sorry, five make it out. Five make it out. Five okay. Make it out. Um, I think Tsukushima's gonna bite the bullet okay. because of something Yamaguchi does. Okay. And therefore Yamaguchi is also gonna die. <laughs> okay. Who's the next one? Who is? So you got all all of the. Uh, half of the first years alive. All of the first years are no, no, because the two, yeah, yeah Tsukushima I, and Yamaguchi, you think are gonna bite the bullet. Yes. Asahi, you think is gonna bite the bullet. So that's two third years still left. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's only one more person. I'm just trying to think. Because mm-hmm. I said those three, Asahi, those two. I don't really want to say Nishinoya anymore. Uh huh. But I also. Kageyama. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Kageyama. Okay, okay. Any reasoning or just like No, it's just a feeling. feeling. Yeah, so then (laughs) the survivors would be Hinata, Daichi, Sugawara, Nishinoya, and Tanaka. Okay. Okay. I I already I can tell that's not right because of like you had to like think about it. I was no, I was truly thinking about like there's so many of them. And so I was just like trying to I was making sure that you had the correct amount and you were just like, No, you're missing one. No, I know. So Hinata and Kageyama are still alone wandering they haven't been walking long when they hear a scream split through the air it's a guy's voice but neither can pinpoint where exactly it's coming from so they just keep walking and as they walk they come across another hole but it's not a hole Hinata gets closer to the darkness on the floor in front of them and it turns out to be a stain maybe somebody spilled a can of paint Hinata says Hmm. yeah yeah that has to be it then they're hit by the smell of meat Mm-hmm. It's slight at first, but as they walk further into the hall, it grows stronger, riper, fresher. Mm-hmm. Hinata thinks he's going to be sick. There's something very wrong here. I-, I don't know if we should, but there's nowhere for us to go. 
It's true. They're following the same stretch of hallway that they've been following since they met each other. Any other branches leads to dead ends. This really is the only way. As they get further into the hall, Hinata starts to hear a sound. It's barely audible, but it's there. Buzzing. Buzzing like when someone drops fruit on the ground, but far, far too loud. The buzzing of flies should never be this loud. Hinata wants nothing more than to turn around, drop down those holes, truly anything, but keep following this smell and sound. Mm. But Kageyama keeps him moving forward, and finally they turn a corner. At first, Hinata doesn't really know what he's looking at, because what's in front of him is so grotesque that it doesn't make any sense. There's a person on the wall, stuck there several inches off the ground and nearly completely covered in blood. Mm -hmm. Both hands have been skewered by paintbrushes as well as into the face, the eyes and mouth stuffed full, pushing the features into a scream. Mm -hmm. Barely visible beneath all the blood is a bit of orange fabric of the person's shirt. It's Narita. Mm -hmm. Hinata crumbles to the floor, unable to take his eyes. Those must be some really strong paintbrushes to be holding up a whole fucking body. They do mention, like, okay fuck like that's an awful way to go like the oh yeah just even the amount of pressure it takes to push it through a human skull to the wall to hold them up yeah yeah that's a lot that's a lot i was just like uh-huh. I was like, <laughs> even like jesus and the nails like that's that's <laughs> a lot for but, but like could you imagine the amount of paintbrushes to hold the mouth open into like a a yeah. scream like it's a lot mm-hmm. it's a lot of paintbrushes there He feels Kageyama shaking his shoulders, hears him shouting, but he can't react because that body, the person in front of him, is his teammate, his friend. Kageyama is screaming louder, placing himself between him and Narita's body. Finally, Hinata's eyes find Kageyama's. It's all my fault, he says. Kageyama is desperate to get that thought out of Hinata's head, but he isn't so successful this time. He stands up and runs past Narita's body. He's not thinking anymore. His body is the only thing carrying him, and he doesn't want to stop himself. He takes turns at random, doesn't stop or slow down even once. And far behind him, Tobio Kageyama is stopped at a three-way intersection. He spins on his heel and dashes down the left-hand hallway and hopes that Hinata has done the same. Quick switch to Sugawara, Daichi, and Tanaka. Daichi is very much mother-goosing them having the two follow behind him as he figures out where everyone is. He's got one plan, and he's like, I'm finding everyone. I'm getting us the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. That's his plan the entire time. They come to an intersection, three hallways stretched out before them, and they take the opposite hall of the one that Tanaka found the dead body in. Daichi says, come on, Tanaka. Everyone's going to be fine. We'll find everyone. Let's see that big old grin sometime soon, if you can do that. We'll be back home in no time. Yeah, yeah. Let's get going. We can't keep standing around like this. There can't be that much more ground to cover. It's an elementary school, right? What more can there possibly be? Mm -hmm. Sugawara's question is answered all too soon. Not only do the hallways of the school become a labyrinth, it also seems that they are completely unoccupied. The farther they go, the less they feel they have explored. They eventually find a door that looks like an entrance. Tanaka is so excited to get the hell out of here, but when he grabs the handles, they don't budge. The doors don't move at all. A locked door would give them even a little bit, but this one doesn't. Hmm. It's like a decoration. It's just attached. Uh, Well, maybe we should find a place to rest for a bit, and we all need to calm down, and we can't stop. Daichi interrupts. 
look, we still have a lot of ground to cover, right? And if there's real danger to be in this place, we can't just stop. We have to get everyone together and then we can take the breaks that we need. Tanaka agrees just to calm Daichi down and keep his head as level as he can. They start walking again. And after some time, Sugawara grabs Daichi. Take it easy. If you lose your head, I don't think I'll be able to keep it together. Hmm. They go room after empty room when Daichi just stops dead in his tracks. He doesn't want to go one step farther. There's something bad down this hall. Something that's making the hairs on the back of his neck stand up straight. But there isn't another way to go. Straight ahead is the only way. There's a blue light in the form of a small girl. No more than 12 in a skirt and a sweater and two little pigtails. The girl is missing one of her eyes. Where it should be, there's only a hollow, dark space. The girl turns around and walks towards them, but she's looking at a small, dark shape on the floor. It's a person, their small hand rising up. Please, a child's voice gurgles, agonized and weak. Please, no, stop. Then the girl grins before she raises the scissors high over her head and back down in one swift motion. The child screams and curls up around the scissors now deep in their body. Daichi's heart pounds. He backs into the corner, pressing into the wall. None of the boys can do anything but wait for the small screams to stop. When they look up, the girl is gone. Daichi gets to this gets to his feet pushing literally every other thought aside keep going you can do this just walk they pass the little corpse and it's even smaller than it seemed from afar the child's a boy he can't have been much older than eight his white school uniform is drenched in blood eyes are frozen wide and his tiny hands are still clawed into the floorboards a small drawstring bag lie beside him Tanaka wretches like he's going to vomit, and Suga is reassuring him as much as he can. I, I can't fucking do this. I can't fucking... I mean, that's a damn kid. That's an elementary school kid. We'll find them. Hear me, Tanaka? We'll find them. We'll find them, and they'll be alive, and they'll be safe, and we'll get out. And I'll see you all at practice tomorrow. No fucking excuses. He doesn't look back at the corpse, but he doesn't think he'll ever be able to get. That won't be any of you, I swear. Eh, whoops. Eh, whoops. So these little ghost children... Main plot point. Okay. Yeah. One so far. <laughs> One so far. Things aren't going any better for Tsukushima and Yamaguchi. All right. is practically pulling Yamaguchi through the halls trying to find any unlocked door, and Yamaguchi is mentally deteriorating with every failure. Truly, I think at this point, Yamaguchi would have been like you, sat in a corner until, he found, until someone found him. Probably would have died there if, like, didn't. <laughs> like, he would have just sat way, in a corner. Yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> I will, I will say, I do think that my curiosity would have gotten the better of me. I'm that dumb little white person in the horror movie that's, like, wandering. And I'm like, I want to know what's going on. And the people in the, on, behind the, like, screen are like, what are you doing? Yeah, no. Like, anytime I see, like, especially in horror video games, like, mm-hmm. parts where they have to, like, like, it's a timing thing. Right. Like, the bad guy walks away. And right. And it's like, okay, now go. I just know deep down I'd never be able to do mm-hmm. that. Like, in real life, no. No, absolutely not. No. I th- I would just simply sit, there. sit. Yeah. Like I remember <laughs> I remember having this exact thought when I was watching I think it was Mark playing Outlast 2. Okay. And I don't know if we've talked about that. I think we have talked about it. 
I have this defense mechanism, especially when I was a teenager. I liked watching horror things, but I did get scared of them mm-hmm. and I would like not be able to sleep mm-hmm. because of them. My defense mechanism was they're in a different state than me. Okay. That was my okay. weird. That was like, for me, that no, was like the weird thing. I think thing. we have talked about this because I did the exact same thing for yeah. the Paranormal Activity series where I went, that's not me. They all live in two-story houses. So that can't yeah, be me. It literally was just like, <laughs> it, it wasn't even like, it's a different city. Yep. It literally uh-huh. was just like the state of where we live. Mm-hmm. I was like, they are not here. They're not so here. it's fine. Yeah. Whereas Outlast 2 happens in the good old state of Arizona, and I was like, holy shit, I'm gonna fucking lose it. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm, I'm, I'm dying. Because nothing ever happens in Arizona. No. I just figured I'd finally say, because <laughs> even if I said the state where Outlast 2, ha- everyone knows, because right at the beginning of the sure. game, it just says Arizona. So. Why not? We're this far, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, no, I've done the same thing, where I've just been like, that's not, that's not happening to me. I know. It, it, even then, they were like, in the desert, far right. up north. Right. But for me, I was like, it's in Arizona. I can't. I can't. No, I like, I, I definitely am going to die just because of my sheer stupid little curiosity alone like if you plot me in there i'm gonna be like wandering See, i'm gonna be like what's going on here's the thing i i have learned how to like suppress that uh-huh. curiosity uh-huh. because i've i've just like i know i know i know i know i know that's the thing yeah. that literally would get me killed so i've okay i've learned to just be complacent <laughs> i've learned to be okay with not knowing yes as they're walking another earthquake hits the ground starts to tremble and they're torn away from each other. The earthquake stops as suddenly as it begins. Tsukushima tries to tell Yamaguchi that it's over. To sit up, we need to keep going. But when he crawls over and kneels down beside him, Yamaguchi is crying. Tsukushima's best and only real friend and he can't think of anything to say. I'm scared. This place, there's something wrong. Are we going to die here? No, no, I just said that, remember? I told you I'd get us out of here. I'll get us out of here, Yamaguchi. Hear me? Tsukushima's senses are on high alert as they walk. Yamaguchi's calmer now, which is a good thing. They are in a new part of the school, and it's here that they also come in contact with that blue light. At first, it's only Yamaguchi who sees it, and he's trying to explain it to Tsukushima that it's the same little girl, and as they're talking, they hear it. The sound of footsteps running closer and closer to where they are. As the steps draw closer, Tsukushima pulls Yamaguchi behind him. The footsteps stop, and a voice, breathless, calls out. Hey, someone's there, right? That's Inoshita, isn't it? The blue light is gone, and standing in the middle of the hallway is Inoshita, smiling, relieved to see any other people. Mm -hmm. But Yamaguchi and Tsukushima are still keeping an eye out for the ghost girl. So Inoshita tells them that her name is Yuki, and that she's not dangerous for now. He says that there's a lot to explain, but for now they just need to follow him, so they do. He takes them to a library, quite a ways from where they met up. He seems way too at ease with the situation. He isn't scared, or at least doesn't let on that he is. When they get inside the room, Inoshita shows them items that he's been collecting. A notebook, a small drawstring bag, a plush toy. These are the things that we need to get out of here. It's all in here, everything I know. It was all written by a girl who came here. Her name was Naho Senoki. She got in here with her friend the same way we did with that charm. Okay, so here's some background Kay. on this place. All right. This is my info dump right here. Okay. So the school is called Heavenly Host Elementary School. Okay. That's what it's called in the English version. Very cool. So about 40 years, a girl named Sachiko was killed there and buried in the basement. Mm-hmm. Her killer cut out her tongue. Okay. The school was shut down and demolished after three kids were kidnapped and killed there. Okay. Yuki, Ryo, and Tokiko. The other three ghosts holding this place. 
Sachiko's ghost killed them and cut out their tongues. So okay. Sachiko's the main ghost. Yes. Pikachu girl. Blue light. Blue. Uh, they're all blue light. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they all, that's what the ghosts, they're just this blue light. Okay, okay. But she is the one, like, she's scissor. the one, she's, like, the main ghost. So scissor. she, she's scissor girl. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other three ghosts are, like, the ones with, like, their eye missing. Yes. Other things gone. So, yeah, the whole story behind them is that this girl, Sachiko, was murdered, and then her ghost came back as, like, a vengeance, and now she wants to, like, keep as many souls in the school as long as, like, as much as possible and like in the game you find like other bodies and like other letters and stuff so there's been many many a people like who have gone into the school okay to get out of the school they need to a get their tongues and give them back to appease them and combine the paper scraps and say the charm again saying the chant one for each of us and one for sachiko also the earthquakes that have been going on so what happens is that they're all in like different planes of existence like different planes of reality Mm. and so every single time they appease a ghost an earthquake happens and brings them closer together so that's like what happened like you know shita probably appeased one of the ghosts earthquake happened now he's with tsukushima and so that'll be happening and that's like a part of the yeah story he's too. the lore keeper he's fucking dying he is he is the lore keeper so that's listen if i actually if had my anything. head on <laughs> if i had my head on straight i'd be the lore keeper in this situation because you'd be assured death or okay <laughs> okay <laughs> i nodded i realized i as i nodded i was like wait we run a podcast oh absolutely that's also yeah. like that's what you and i do that's we're true. like lore keepers we are. We're the keepers of the scripts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he is the person who's like, here are all the things that like, yeah, obviously. No, the, he's the tutorial guy. He's the tutorial he's guy. He's fucking dying. And then that leaves you with the scraps and you're like, oh shit, I gotta figure this out. <laughs> tell me, tell me that. I can't. That's I can't. Yeah. Okay. So they have a plan and a very determined, confident Inoshita. Back to Asahi. Mm-hmm. Asahi is favoring his left leg more and more as the longer they go on. Nishinoya knows something is wrong but every time he tries to ask asahi he brushes him off so they find a place to stop soon after and nishinoya is just happy that they found an infirmary he brings asahi to a hospital bed before rummaging around and he comes back with a splint and bandages thankfully nothing is broken it's Mm -hmm. just a sprain and rather than the rest of them noya and asahi are content in staying put in the infirmary and waiting till their friends find him okay but as soon as asahi falls asleep nishinoya sneaks out to check out the school with him that's me i'm like we're checking the school out <laughs> you're like i'm staying put right here in the infirmary you have fun <laughs> scream loud if you're gonna <laughs> die so i can loud. run <laughs> he has no plans on going far just tells himself that he'll be back in 10 minutes just in case i see he wakes up so he doesn't go far from the infirmary when he hears a distant muffled sound footsteps heavy lumbering running no they aren't just running they're chasing and then a scream quiet and distant noya starts running towards it it doesn't take long until he comes across another hole in the floor too wide to jump another scream splits the air down the opposite end of the hallway across the gap somebody comes staggering out in the open hey get up get up and run he can't see the person's face only the outline of them curled up into a little ball the loudest crash of them all sounds the form of something someone enormous appears it walks to the small silhouette before rising a hammer the size of noya's entire body and smashes the silhouette to pieces noya is gone before he can see any more 
He runs as hard as he can, slamming into corners, tripping over his own feet. Asai is the only conscious thought. Um, also, just backstory, the big guy is, like, a, the teacher who murdered Sachiko. Ah. Yeah. So okay. that's, like, this huge monster, and that's also in the game. So he's, like, the big, he's big the bad. the big, big bad. Yeah. Okay. Next to Sachiko. They're both, like, pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Do they ever run into each other? they ever get into an altercation? Um, in the game, I'm not sure. In this fic, no. In the game, I can't be positive. Mm. But, Yeah. So when Asahi wakes, Nishinoya isn't next to him, and instead there's a knocking on the door. There's another slam and a voice. Nishinoya. Asahi, open this damn door! But Asahi never never locked the door. He's been fast asleep since Noya left, and now Noya's panicking. Asahi gets to the door and immediately recoils, because when he grabs the door handle, it's wrapped in long strands of black hair. He needs something to cut it with. There's a desk in the corner. Something like scissors has to be in it. But when he turns around, he finds himself face to face with a pair of glowing red eyes mm-hmm. and a figure, mm-hmm. taller and wider than him. Asahi stumbles to the desk, narrowly avoiding the monster with every moment. He makes it to the desk in the corner, his only hope. He flings the drawers open one by one, knowing the entire time that it's right behind him. He finds the handle of the pair of, si- of, the pair of sewing scissors. And without thinking, he spins around, swinging the scissors. The blades pass straight through the monster. Asahi stumbles back against the desk. With monstrous effort, he moves forward, eyes on the door, only the door. He hacks and stabs at the hair, locking it shut. He cuts the last lock and pulls the door open, falling out and pushing it shut behind him. He collapses to the floor. Nishinoya is there, holding Asahi up. Asahi, oh god, you're bleeding! Nishinoya is holding an injured hand, carefully examining the cut, but Asahi couldn't care. The door is closed. He's safe. Then Asahi cries. So now we have a quick flip to Kageyama and Hinata. Last we were there, Hinata ran off after seeing a dead member of his team, and Kageyama's running after him. He has to stop thinking about Narita, about the horrible way he died, how that could be Hinata if he doesn't find him soon. Then another sound startles him. A sudden, sharp clank. There's a metallic grinding, like something rolling across the floor. It stops before too long with a quiet thump. Kageyama stands up. He moves as quietly as he can until he finds himself in front of a bathroom. When he steps inside, he hears a different sound. Choking. Gagging. Another metallic clank and something thuds against the gap under the stall door. A bucket. He throws the door open and in front of them, In front of him is a rope tied to the rafters and a body dangling from the rope. That body belongs to Shoyo Hinata. Kageyama grabs the bucket. Yeah. That's that's what the trigger warnings are for, guys. (laughs) Kageyama kicks the bucket out of his way and grabs hold of Hinata's legs. He turns around and sits him down on his shoulders. Hinata drops forward, resting against Kageyama. There's no reply, but Hinata's breathing. He carries him out of the stall. Kageyama tries not to think about how he would have found him if he showed up even a minute later. Hinata finally responds. He moves, curling up small. It's all my fault. All this. It's my fault. Narita, everyone, your arm. I. This isn't your fault. You don't know this would happen. How the fuck would you have known? Hinata seems... Do you know... Sorry. No, go ahead. Fact. Yeah. Hanging yourself. Okay. 
it takes so long. Yeah, it does. And a majority of like old timey right. hangings, it was because the force would snap your fucking mm-hmm. neck. Yeah, I will say. <laughs> so this scene happens in the game with one of the friends. It's like one of the deaths that's like you can't save them. Like this is a person that dies every single time because the not. game obviously you can save people. Yeah, yeah. This is the death you can't. And the reason she fucking dies is because when her friend finds her, she like pulls on her. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so like Kageyama like gets him up, right? Yeah, that's that bitch, smart like, thing. Pulls on him. Yeah, because most of the time, like that's why they have the drop down yeah. system because it's the it's yeah. the snapping of the neck that kills uh-huh. you. If you're just trying to kill yourself by like asphyxiation, uh-huh. yeah, it takes a long it time. Takes a while. But yeah, that's like that bitch. She like she just is pulling on her, like trying to pull her down, and it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, if they're like high schoolers, how the fuck? <laughs> I know. You know, like, oh, um, that's really fucked up. Yeah. Oh, my God. A lot of the characters, I will say, a lot of the deaths in this are, like, ghost-based. And I do wish that they were more, like, psychological or something. Because there are some characters in the games that, like, are fucked up. And, like, okay. they do some shit. And I'm, like, I enjoy all the deaths that happen. I think they're very creative. Um, but, yeah, there were some of them where I was, like, damn, we could have. That guy was fucked up. Hey, guys, that guy in the game? fuck the fuck up right okay. i don't want to spoil that for you because i think it's one of the better parts like more like shocking parts of the game mm-hmm. um but yeah also this he not to being like surrounded by this smoke and him being dark it's called the darkening and it's basically when a like if your mental sanity is like really low the ghost can Yo, get in this is like in dang and robin yeah. when they get the despair <laughs> disease what <laughs> Uh, they it all connect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically like the characters, like even Yamaguchi, I skipped past it at one point because a lot of other things were happening, but he mm-hmm. also tries to kill himself because yeah. his, like the ghosts get in and they either try to like kill themselves or like get them to kill their friends. So that's what the darkening is. Okay. All right. So before Kageyama could think too much about this smoke, Hinata turns and faces the partition between the store- toilet stalls. And this is this is the part I told you before. I'm not going to go into much detail because he not to, does try to kill himself two more times before Kageyama can officially snap him out of it. Once by slamming his head as hard as he possibly can over and over into the like the toilet stall, um, and then the second when he tries to strangle himself. Okay. So both times Kageyama is able to stop him, but without not without getting injured himself. As he's prying Hinata's hands off of his throat, the hands turn on him and close over his own neck. He's fighting, not wanting to leave Hinata behind because if he goes, they're both dying. They're both going. He says, Hinata, this isn't you. Get me? You don't want this. None of this is your fault. If you wake the fuck up after this is over, at least figure out that much, dumbass. Finally, the fingers loosen. The smoke clears for Kageyama to see Hinata completely frozen. He removes his hand from Kageyama's neck, slowly, deliberately. Kageyama, I, 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 I tried to, but you didn't, okay? You didn't. That wasn't you either. Not really. My neck, what, what? You don't remember what happened? No, the last thing I remember is Narita. Kageyama, Hinata interrupts himself, crying harder than ever. Kageyama gets them out of there, carrying Hinata on his back. As light as Hinata is, carrying him soon becomes difficult. Kageyama is tiring and Hinata is asleep. Then he hears it. Off to his left, across the gap, he snaps his head around and listens more carefully. And then it was the sound again. The sound of footsteps. Help! Help! We Hey, we need help! Daichi, though, still running through those fucking halls, determined, 
beyond to find everyone. He, you know, even between the small corpses they keep coming across, he's not letting Sugawara go until he, like, practices, like, screams. And he's like, stop, please stop, please stop running. We can't, I already told you that. You're scaring me. Please just slow down a little. Tanaka's freaking out, and he can't take much more of this. He fights to keep to keep his thoughts in order. He takes a deep breath. The fog goes away a little, and he agrees to let them rest. The first room they find unlocked is the one that Suga pulls them into, a library. Sugawara lets Daichi sleep when they are fully relaxed. And when he's sure he won't wake up, Suga walks over to the single desk in the room. There's a notebook on the desk open on one of the back pages. He flips through the other pages of the notebook, and there's information about this place inside. And then next to the journal is a small crystal and paper. They're scared of this. Without even thinking, Sugawara slips the stone into Daichi's pocket. He needs it more than Sugawara. If Daichi can hang on, the others can too. The candle on the desk drowns in its own melted wax, and Suga's left in total darkness. Mm -hmm. The hair on the back of his neck prickles. Slowly, he turns around to the door. There's a sound behind him. It's quiet. If he hadn't been so definitely silent in here, Suga wouldn't have noticed at all. And then, from out in the hallway, Sugawara hears somebody crying. It's a small voice. Hinata or Yamaguchi's. He calls to it, but there's no response. Just crying. Sugawara leaves the library, getting closer to the sound without seeing anyone. And then he passes the sound completely. Why do these people just keep leaving rooms? Um, it just, it, easy. No, I know. <laughs> I, I know, I know, it's like. <laughs> it's like, oh, who it's is the explaining? It's yeah. It's just like the, oh, yeah. Someone was explaining, oh, I think it was my friend who plays D&D, that, like, they were playing a one-shot, and there's, like, a point in the game where you can just leave, and it's like, that's the end of the one-shot, if you just choose. And I was like, yeah, that's so many horror games, where it's or, like, horror movies, where it's like, just leave, and then it'd be like, credits roll <laughs> like that's it like, no 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 i know just me i know exactly why right. everything's the way yeah, that it is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so a deep sense of dread fills sugawara mm-hmm. he closes his eyes and he doesn't want to open them there's something in front of him he can feel it something dangerous the most blood curdling thing he's ever heard like someone was drowning right in front of him he can't help it his eyes fly open the ghost of a young girl stands before him. Mm-hmm. She's missing the entire upper half of her skull. Okay. Suga can see straight down is her throat. That the bite of 87? Maya, this isn't <laughs> your time! <laughs> that was funny, though. FNAF never dies. <laughs> Can't wait to meet you! <laughs> uh, okay. Tongue gone. The remaining stub of it is neatly clean, neatly cut as though with scissors. The girl extends her hands towards Sugawara and his body goes limp, helpless to do anything against her. A scream wakes Daichi up. He's up and sprinting through the door before Tanaka can even wake up. That scream is agonizing, like no sound Daichi has ever heard a human make. It's coming from a room just to the right. He doesn't think before charging straight in. And he sees Suga lying on the floor with a glowing, glowing blue figure kneeling beside him. His eyes are wide, his mouth open and screaming as the ghost girl plunges her arm nearly elbow deep into Sugawara's stomach. Damn. 
Something vibrates in Daichi's pocket. He reaches into it and flings the crystal as hard as he can at the ghost girl. The glowing crystal hits her square in the chest and she lets go. There's blood everywhere. Daichi gets it on his knees as he collapses next to Sugawara. His face is deadly pale, eyes full of tears, staring at nothing. I should have gotten here faster. It's okay, Daichi. Find the... He got anime boyd. He got donut. Get the the team home. (laughs) Hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. That is what the fuck. (laughs) He's literally like (sighs) dying. (laughs) Sugawara's eyes are fading out. He smiles, but it hurts. He's in pain. He's dying right here in Daichi's arms. And all he can do is watch. Tanaka... He's still there, sits next to him, frozen and sick. It's too much. It doesn't feel real. Not at all. It can't be real. It's just too terrible to be real. Daichi speaks first. Come on, Tanaka. We have to find the others. With one last look at Sugawara's lifeless body, Tanaka stands up and follows Daichi. They walk in silence. He has no idea where they're going, and he doesn't care. A voice suddenly rings out, and it stops them dead in their tracks. Help! We need help. Is that Kagayama? Okay. So we got our first major character death. <laughs> I wasn't expecting Sugawara to drop as quickly. I will say. Yeah, no, but I, I was expecting it. Like, especially towards right. the, like, I'm going to give him the crystal that's supposed to help. I was right. like, okay, that's a clear sign that you were fucking giving up your life for him. Right, so, okay. right. All right. Yeah, I, I was expecting, though, like, the third years because it felt very sacrificially because like yeah. in the actual game um there's a teacher who like sacrifices herself and so i thought that would be like the mm-hmm. the parallel there so i thought there was gonna be there i thought it was gonna be later i didn't expect suga to be like the first to go you know but here we are i mean first first yeah but like first one that you really know what narita you didn't remember his name nope <laughs> Okay. That's the airport I flew into. Also the name of a dead boy. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> okay. So on team Sukushima Yamaguchi and Inoshita, they end up splitting up when the hallway splits in two. Uh, Inoshita goes one way and the others go the other way and they agree to meet up in half an hour. Yamaguchi immediately hates the plan, but he doesn't have much say with the other two agreeing. They're going through classrooms looking for tongues and when there's nothing inside, Yamaguchi is just so deflated. They're never getting out of here never getting home in the midst of this groveling and depression they see inoshita running he's pale and sweating and he immediately tells them to start running too then they see yeah oh how did i know (laughs) they see maybe because his legs fucked up like they literally say that like i think his kneecap like shattered like he was surprised that he was like like pure adrenaline right then they see that inoshita's right leg is bent at an unnatural angle okay he wants them to run to the music room where another tongue is. He'll stay behind and keep them off their trail. You know, she said, no, no, we can't. We'll carry you. It'll only slow you down. Look, my leg's done. I can't run. I can hardly stand. You guys have a chance. You guys have a chance to be safe. I'll buy you as much time as I can. They hear thundering footsteps. As much as Yamaguchi is crying, pleading not to leave Inoshita behind, Tsukushima grabs his hand and runs, pulling him forward, even though he didn't want to do it as much as Yamaguchi. And this, I'm not gonna lie, this is where it got me. 
Inoshita the entire time has been like chipper and confident about like getting out. He's like, I have a plan. I know everything about this place. He's the tutorial <laughs> character. But like, I don't. I I have know. You, have you ever seen? I guess I'm gonna spoil a little bit of it. Madoku Magica. No, but I know it's like kind of fucked. Bro. Yeah, I know. I know. We gotta watch Madoku Magica. <laughs> I know. That is the first magical girl anime I ever saw. Did oh you yeah, know? that no, of oh course my I didn't. God. Of course I was like fourteen. Yeah. just had left the Mormon it's church. It's a magical girl. No, fuck, fuck me up. <laughs> good. Fucked me up. Yeah, reminds me of a character from that. I'm yeah. not gonna say who because we should watch it because okay. it's really good. Um, but yeah, so like he's he's standing there like crying, letting yeah. them go, and like even as he hears like this monster like running up to them, mm-hmm. and, like he doesn't scream because he knows that like it'll scare them more. So he like stays silent. Mm-hmm. That fucking got me. So since Tsukushima's pulling Yamaguchi so hard, he doesn't notice the uneven ground until Yamaguchi's foot gets caught in one and he twists it awfully. Okay. The floorboard actually gets lodged so deep that when Tsukushima notices blood, he notices Tsukushima notices blood when he pulls it free. Tsukushima's got him. Yamaguchi's sobbing into his shoulder and he pulls them into a classroom. Tsukushima knows that they're fucked either way. If they both stay here, it'll find them. If they both go, it'll catch up. So the new plan is for Tsukushima to lead it away from Yamaguchi, and once he loses it, he'll come back. And Yamaguchi obviously hates it. He's sobbing hysterically. You'll be okay. I'll come back for you. Don't cry. You promise? See, I told, I told, I fucking, what did I say earlier? Of course I promise. I don't lie to you. The problem is I don't think that they can die this early on because they're the only ones that know how to leave. No, um, Sugawara found that notebook. Oh, correct. Yeah. But does that mean that Daichi and Tanaka? Yeah, it have does. That I didn't. I didn't put that in there. But like, as Sugawara's dying, he's like the notebook. The notebook on the. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't add okay, it because okay, I was okay. just like, I'm not. Never <laughs> mind. Then they fully can die right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <coughs> so he shouldn't have promised. It only makes the lie worse. Tsukushima runs and runs and runs until another earthquake hits. When it subsides, Tsukushima notices the noise is gone. The monster gave up. It doesn't matter. He just turns back to find Yamaguchi again. But when he returns to the room he had left him in, he's not there. Then he hears a quiet giggle from behind one of the desks. It's the laugh of a little girl. Mm -hmm. Suki, Suki, Suki. She sings quietly. Suki, where are you? Suki, help me. Suki, Suki. Tsukushima screams at Sachiko. Where is Yamaguchi? She doesn't answer. His legs fold beneath him. He crashes to his knees and the tears fall. He can't stop them now. Sachiko steps forward, giggling slightly. She stops just in front of him and bends to look into his eyes. The blade of the scissors are at his neck on either side of his windpipe. No, not there. Not fun enough there. The scissors move slowly. They drift to his ribcage, then to his stomach where Sachiko thrusts the scissors into Tsukushima's gut. The blades are open, spread wide. Tsukushima's whole body jerks involuntarily, but he can't get away. He screams. His hands fly to pull the scissors out, but she pushes harder. Tsukushima yells again, a strangled, gurgling sound. She puts a hand on each side of the pairs of scissors and begins to press them together. Tsukushima screams. It's no pain he's ever imagined before. For the first time ever, as he lays there, he thinks about death and wishes it would come quickly to him. 
he just wants to die. Imagine getting murked by a six-year-old. She's like 12, okay? Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was in elementary school. Yeah, but they described her as 12 earlier. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. That's what I'm taking it. All right. I'll take your word. The rest are like itty-bitty-bitty bitty babies. Yeah, yeah, That's why I was like, oh. Imagine being murked by an elementary schooler. <laughs> being taken out by an elementary schooler. <laughs> Dude, they'd be like Fortnite <laughs> dancing over your no, dead body. No, literally. <laughs> Do the floss? Yeah. <laughs> the I body. think I'd kill myself. <laughs> A double. They're like, kill yeah, me again. Yeah, I don't want to be like, here. make sure I never have no, this literally. again. Um... So yeah, we got three deaths in one chapter. Three for the price of one, baby. So back to the one team that's still pretty put together, Nishinoya and Asa- uh, Asahi. I'm convinced that these two are the author's favorite fucking characters. Because the rest of the team have gone through tragic horror. And they're still, like, pretty much fine. <laughs> I'm, like, convinced that, like, they're their favorite fucking characters. Because, like, it, like, literally, it goes from, like... Yeah, like, Daichi, or, uh, Asahi went through that pretty scary thing, but he basically just got his hand cut, and that's it, and, like, Nishinoya's, like, still 100, 100% fine, right? Sugawara's dead, you know, she's just dead. <laughs> Tsukushima, awful deaths, right? Like, worse deaths. And then, mm-hmm. like, within this next chapter, they're, like, which is their chapter, it, like, goes from point of view, point, point of view to point of view, they find everyone. <laughs> like, truly and honestly. <laughs> they really said my favorites aren't dying today. Alright. So yeah, they find um they're like walking and they're like Daichi Tanaka and then of course Daichi and Tanaka found Kageyama and Hiata the chapter before, so they all just have found each other. Cool. <laughs> okay, so deaths right now. Narita, Sugawara, Inoshita, Tsukushima, Inoshi- and Yamaguchi. Okay. So there's two more. There's two more. Okay. Right? I have been right for everyone except Sugawara. Mm-hmm. You're right. So they all have a pretty sad moment where they have to inform everyone uh, who's dead and who's like, horribly injured. They're like, where's Sugawara? And they're like, <laughs> damn, about that. <laughs> Fuck, dude. And like, they don't, they don't like find like Tsukushima and Yamaguchi have died until later because like they have been in their own group and the whole group is dead now. So there's nobody to like yeah. inform of their passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's the moment where I was like, these two have had it pretty fucking easy up until now. But anyways. Had to cut some hair. <laughs> oh, you saw a little kid get stabbed? Tsukushima got his whole gut <laughs> rearranged, <laughs> sliced and diced. <laughs> but anyways, they still have this plan to put forth. So those who can move and are practically uninjured set off to find the rest of the tongues so they can get the fuck out of here. Two of those, uh, in fact, Noya and Asai, so they're strolling, checking some rooms when they stumble upon a leg, just a fucking leg, with an all-too-familiar shoe. So Nishinoya can't stop looking at it, which is great because next to the leg is a little drawstring bag with one of the tongues that they need. And Nishinoya gets them the fuck out of that room as quickly as possible without letting Asahi see the last remains of Kinoshita. One more left. Right. One more left. Any, who do you think? We got Kageyama, Hinata, Daichi, Daichi Tanaka, Tanaka, Nishinoya, and, Asahi. and Asahi. I'm still... I know, but now you're like, they haven't been through anything bad. Right. But Asahi's the only hurt mm-hmm. one in this group. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick. I'm going to You're going to stick with Asahi? Yeah. Because okay. so, it's either that or Daichi, but I really don't think. Okay. I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't it's know. it's good. Like, it's good. 
So in the same moments, Daichi and Tanaka are doing their own run of the school, looking for tongues, and uh, they're coming across the bodies of each of their friends. Okay. So, again, Asahi yeah. and Nishinoya again, are having as, it pretty fucking easy. As it goes, like, through and yeah. through, if I were still alive, I'd be like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna go sit by that door that didn't move. No, they literally, they're like, oh, here's uh, Inoshita, splattered into a million fucking pieces because he got racked with a hammer oh and there's Tsukushima who's basically cut in fucking half mm-hmm. yeah I think I'd take a sit Yeah. Mm-hmm. I although I do say if the zombie apocalypse ever would start I would just kill myself I'm not living through it I refuse see I don't know I've been I've thought about the zombie apocalypse a lot because it's very much just like those first couple months sure are really that's Rough. that's the whole of it right if it depends c- on what kind of zombie apocalypse we're talking about, right. because some people have very wild opinions about what the zombie apocalypse sure. is, and I don't know how this is a debate, <laughs> because you have, like, the World War Z people, where it's like, they can run, it's like, no the fuck And then, like, can't. the clicker ones from Listen, uh, that, Last that's, of Us. that's fungi. That's not even oh, zombies. Okay. That's a fungal infection. Okay. So, uh, that's not even... When I think of zombie apocalypse, that is not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of some sort of virus that okay. has infected the body, mm-hmm. that ha- for some reason brings people basically back from the dead that causes them to feast on humans okay in my opinion zombies are slow cannot move and if you want to get scientific about it corpses last up to six months you're right it would be over in six months you're right i I always thought about about that i always thought about that because i was just like especially here it gets so hot it would be over in like four months it would be over like two those bitches are rotting in the sun. And what rotting. are they going to do? Like, even if you had a whole crowd of them at your door. Right. Let me put a couple pieces of wood up. Their muscles are rotting. Exactly. Yeah. Think. Think. <laughs> think. Okay. So, how did it go wrong so fast? Only two to three hours ago, all of them, all 12 of them were alive and laughing and playing volleyball together. Not a care in the world. And now they're down to six. But would they be down to five soon after an icy cold hand closes on Tanaka's shoulder? Daichi is still walking, not noticing that he's gone. He feels something poking the back of his head, something sharp and cold. The sound of a pair of scissors. The blades press to the back of his head. Suddenly he feels exactly what Sugawara did, paralyzed, helpless. The first strike shakes his entire skull, jarring him so bad that he's instantly dizzy. His blood drips down the back of his neck. The blades rotate, grinding against bone. And from the sound of bone and blade, Tanaka hears the scream of his own name. Daichi flies to Tanaka after realizing his friend isn't behind him. He doesn't even hesitate before pulling out her tongue. Tokiko, this is yours, isn't it? Yeah, let him go. Let him go and I'll give this back to you. Is that a deal? Slowly, the girl drops Tanaka. He falls to the ground and Daichi holds his hand out to give Tokiko the little bag. Once she has it, all they hear is a voice, timid and shivering. I'm, I'm sorry. And then the little girl is gone. Mm-hmm. That's what makes this so sad. Like, there's no, like, the only real monster, like, truly is, like, the guy who killed Sachiko in the beginning. Because even then, after, like, she dies, like, it's just, she has so much rage for the way that she would, like, she died. Yo, it's just like FNAF, for real, for real. <laughs> You know I'm right. <laughs> that bitch Cassidy. <laughs> but yeah, also, this was like the 
to put it to clarity, this is the girl that actually killed Sugawara. Mm-mm. So she's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know I killed your friend, but I'm sorry. So, back to Asahi and Nishinoya. They're hauling ass through the halls, trying to get back. And thank God, everyone's where they need to be alive in one piece. Not in one piece. But they're all alive. Some are worse to wear than others. Yeah. So here we are. We have tongues. We have the pieces of the Sachiko doll. And we have everyone who is still alive. Now they must wait until Sachiko shows up, appease her with her tongue, do the ritual, do the... Do the ritual and go the fuck home. But that's until Asahi can't find the piece of his doll. Honestly, I don't know how you kept a hold of a piece of fucking paper this whole time. I don't blame him for losing that shit. Bro. It's a piece of paper. Put it in your pocket. They're in their gym uniforms. Shove it in your underwear. (laughs) Okay. Panic ensues. They can't leave him behind. Yes, they can. But that's what old Daichi's for. He thinks that if he finds one of their dead friends, they can find one of their pieces and give it to Asahi. Mm. And they'll be able to use it to leave. So Kageyama and Hinata lead them all to Narita's body. And Daichi leaves them behind so that he would be the only one to see Narita's corpse. Um, But he isn't able to find his piece. And before they can move on to another one of his friends, Sachiko finds them first. Okay. She gets her hands on Asahi first. Noya charges towards her. But he doesn't get more than a step closer before he's thrown backwards. Before Noya can get up and charge her again, da- Daichi throws him her tongue. Sachiko, this is yours, right? Take it! He throws it at her. She reaches out with one hand to catch it while the other is still on Asai. And nothing happens. Asai's eyes close and his hands go slack, falling to his sides, all out of fight. Above it all, Sachiko keeps grinning. Tanaka is hugging Nishinoya or restraining him. Regardless, they're both shaking. Daichi hands Sachiko the stuffed cat. And finally, she lets Asahi go. Noya breaks away to get to Asahi, and his chest is rising and falling. Noya presses an ear to it and almost cries in relief when he hears his heartbeat. You have to get out of here, Sachiko wavers. You don't have a lot of time. Another earthquake hits the school. This place is going to tear itself apart, and it'll take me over again. I don't want to think about what'll happen if you're still here when that happens. But still, Asahi doesn't have the piece of his Sachiko doll. He won't be able to leave. They don't have much time. It's now or never. And they're wasting a lot of it arguing until Daichi makes the ultimate decision Mm. and gives Asahi his piece. Then Daichi watches as his friends and teammates walk out the front door. Controversial opinion. Asahi should have fucking died. <laughs> I literally... He was hurt from the beginning. <coughs> There's no, no, no way. No horror movie. No. You, don't, you no. just don't get hurt and then live. You can't tell me that this author is like, my favorite characters are making oh, it through this no, no matter it, what. They absolutely ship Nishi. I don't think Nishinoya Asahi. has gotten a, a hurt this no, at no, no, once. Exactly. No, they definitely ship Nishinoya and Asahi. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. Like, to yeah. the max. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, yeah. that's the one thing that, like, I'm not okay with. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, if it's Daichi's Daichi, like, gives his peas. Like, like that. that's on brand. Like, I that get it. That is on brand. But that is on brand. Fuck off. Asahi, he should have died. All I'm saying is that Asahi should have died and Nishinoya should have been tortured a little bit more. There's no... I. Yes. Do you know the amount of resentment if I came out of there being Nishinoya like, I tried to kill myself to three times yeah. and you are perfectly fine. <laughs> Nishinoya should have been the one to forget his thing and then Daichi <laughs> could have, like, then done the thing sure. and been like, okay, because then it's yeah. Tanaka, Nishinoya, Kageyama. Right, right, right. 
Anyways. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, they do, Sachiko, we beg of you. Sachiko, we beg of you. And then they all walk through the front door. When Kageyama opens his eyes, he's back in Karasuno, back in the gym. They've made it back, but not all of them. They're all stunned, sobbing, but somehow unharmed. So they're basically like, if there was blood on their clothes, there's blood on their clothes, but like, they don't have any injuries. Mm. It's like nothing ever happened. And this is where they're found by a boy they've never seen before, but he knows them. Kageyama glances down and is sick when he sees the boy holding Daichi's uniform. But when he asks about it, he has no idea who Daichi is. Hinata starts panicking, screaming, how do you not know who Daichi is? But Nishinoya intervenes, knowing nothing will come of this outburst. They go through the next moments in a fog. They remember everything, but no time passed. And now no one remembers any of the friends they lost in the school. Not even Takeda or Yukai. They're plagued by nightmares, but are more than determined to never forget the friends that sacrificed their lives so that the rest of them could make it. And back at Heavenly Host Elementary School, Daichi is visited by his dead friends as they welcome him into the afterlife. And that is Teammates for Life wow. by Homeo. Wherefore art thou, Homeo? Nice. Yeah. That is what happens in the game. They just all forget about them. Damn. All the ones who died, they're like, who? Who are you talking about? I don't know. And they're all plagued to remember them. That sucks. It's incredible, though. <laughs> like, truly playing the game, for you're like, fuck <laughs> that's fucking yeah no. wild sounds good yeah i love it i love corpse party it's like just it's so fucked up i don't know how else to explain it but it's just so fucked up in a way that like it doesn't mentally harm me like i feel like if you're a person who's never truly done horror or never done xyz like it'd probably fuck you up but yeah. like for me i'm like that's that like perfect level yeah even as you were describing things so i was like yeah okay yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah. no literally like to the point where it's like yeah someone tries to kill themselves multiple times yamaguchi tries to kill himself tsukishima gets cut in half with scissors like there are some parts where i was like should i cut down some of the gore on this and just be like no no <laughs> i didn't <laughs> listen well yeah because god what else do we have this month you got 69. <laughs> we got 69, and then we're doing a bonus episode. Yeah. So, like, who knows if we're actually going to do more gore this month. Yeah, we're probably not. Pussy gore. But I figured <clears throat> last month, you fucked me over with the psychological terror that you put me through. Last month? Last year. So, ah. sorry. Last year. With your Undertale like, shit. Uh, last month, all we did was talk about FNAF and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Fuck? That was psychologically scarring. <laughs> sorry, <Kevin. laughs> But, yeah. Sorry. Last year, you put me through the ringer. With your Undertale fanfiction. Right. So, I thought I'd uh, replace, give yeah, back the favor. That, that, yeah. That one was... That one was fucked up, That dude. one was fucked up. That one was fucked up. I remember finding it and I was like, yo. Yeah. Is this, al- is this allowed? Yo. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think the, the deaths were perfectly encapsulated, of course, party. I think just like... Again, other than, like, Asei Nishinoya, which at one point you're like, favoritism is going on. Oh, <laughs> favoritism absolutely, is absolutely going on. Absolutely. Everyone is like, yeah, they got, like, this shit, their shit rocked. And, like, that's on it's brand. Like, I had to cut some hair. No, literally. Oh, no. I got thrown against the wall by a little ghost girl. <laughs> Daichi is holding Sugawara in his arms while he's dying. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but it was like great. I was just like, this is, I'm so glad that I found this. It's like the thing where it's like, 
I, I did something right that day by putting in whatever correct tags and finding the perfect, absolute, like, everyone's fucked up at the end. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I just, like, because every other time of year, I'm like, no, I don't want them to go through bad things. I want them to have happy. But I'm like, put them through the fucking ringer. Murder them. Murder them That's what horribly. for. I love it. I love it so much. So, yeah. I hope mm-hmm. I didn't ruin a uh, corpse party for you too much because I had to. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I, I literally have to go play the game now yeah, and kind of see what happens. Yeah, it's on Switch, baby. Yippee. Yeah, and it's, got, it's like the best version there's ever yeah, been. Yeah, I've just been avoiding playing my Switch because I have to send in the controllers to get fixed. Oh. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's really good. And, yeah, to everyone else, I basically just spoiled, like, the the ghost children and the story of it. But the other, like, the other students of the school and stuff like that, like, I didn't. Yeah. That's still a surprise to you, figuring out whatever and trying to save their lives and everything. So Hell yeah. Yeah. Um I love it. I love Corpse Party. I love all of those like two bit maker studio fucking horror. I want more good horror. Please and thank you. True. And like not like I as much as I like Resident Evil, I don't want to be shooting. I wanna be like, you're a helpless little bitch sitting in Well, that's what made Outlast so different. I know. Was it was like, guess Mm -hmm. what? You're running. Yeah. You literally don't get to do anything against these bitches. You get to run and hide. And that's what I love. Like, I don't want to be able to fight back. You kidding me? Yeah. I'm trying to remember any recent games that have come out that was like, whoa. Yeah. But. Can't. I can't think of Not horror, at least. I mean, like, Devour? I didn't see that. That's a, it's a multiplayer game. Okay. So it's not like really story based. Oh, you know what? I, the one, it was, um, Jacksepticeye played them on his channel. Two games that were based on, like, Reddit stories. The one where, like, one is, like, a kid in his house. He eats a lasagna at one point, and someone's outside of his house. Yeah. And then the second one about, like, the female traveling alone and everything. Mm-hmm. Those did, like, give me chills. Those were, like, mm-hmm. recent ones. And then, like, I don't, maybe you said you didn't like them, but, like, the... They've all been playing them. This, like, Japanese artist, game yeah, maker. I was just about to say. I can't remember their name right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of them, mm-hmm. but they are good. They are good. My favorite one is the coffee shop one. The stalker one. Yeah. By far, that's the best one. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Those are the few that have come out where it's, like, I, I appreciate them, those. those. Are old. They are old. Yeah. And so. they're just recently finding them. Those, as much as, like, I'm appreciating those just because it's, like, yeah. you're I mean, helpless. Man, the the 8-bit kind of like 16-bit style mm-hmm. is definitely on a comeback track stardew they're valley, remastering it for the switch <laughs> yeah stardew valley and uh undertale mm-hmm. kind of all kick-started it i love it so i'd love to see more horror games like that i would too just because i know people fucking love them yeah and i've never played any of them yeah i'd love to and like god i'm sorry but like the Japanese did it so well with Corpse Party. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Japanese just fucking do it different. Like, I know I keep bringing it up. Danganronpa? Yeah. Different. Different. It just is. Madoka Magic? Who would have ever thought no. to do that? But yeah, I thought it was fun to add the the wholesomeness of Haikyuu. Because literally the only thing is, like, we have the joke that Daichi died. Yeah. And that's it. But, like, this one, it's like, they're all suffering. No, they de- he's dead. He's dead. Like, oh, for real. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, literally the end is like, am I dead? And Sugawara's like, mm, not yet. <laughs> mm, not yet. But but yeah, they're basically like doomed to be trapped in the school for the rest of their lives and everything. So And then the rest just got out and are plagued with the memories of friends who no one fucking remembers. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Canonically Incorrect. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and Tumblr. You can send us your fanfiction recommendations, or if you're a fanfiction author that would like to be on our show, email us at canonicallyincorrectpod at gmail.com. If you would like to support us, you can donate a one-time donation at ko-fi.com slash canonicallyincorrect. <laughs> you can subscribe to our Patreon monthly at patreon.com slash canonicallyincorrect. Thank you to our Patreons at Tumnal River and Riley C. for your continued support. Donate to AO3! And we'll see you guys next time! Bye! Bye.